Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing What If, Season 1, Episode 2, What If. T'Challa became a Star-Lord. So let's get into it with the recap. In 1988, the Ravagers are sent to Earth by the Celestial Ego to retrieve his son, Peter Quill, but mistakenly abduct a young T'Challa from Wakanda instead. Ravager leader Yondu convinces T'Challa to join him and explore the galaxy. 20 years later, T'Challa has become the famous intergalactic outlaw Star-Lord and has been convinced by Yondu that Wakanda has been destroyed. Nebula approaches the Ravagers, proposing to steal an artifact called the Emperors of Genesis from the galactic kingpin Tanalir Tavan. At Tavan's headquarters on Nowhere, they offer him the Power Stone. Meanwhile, T'Challa finds a Wakandan spacecraft sent to find him in Tavan's collection and realizes Yondu's deception. Nebula seemingly betrays the Ravagers, leading to their temporary capture before betraying Tavan to obtain the Embers. Tavon's slave Karina rescues T'Challa before the Ravagers and Karina defeat Tavon. Karina frees Tavon's numerous captives, leaving him at their mercy. Afterwards, the Ravagers return to Wakanda, where T'Challa reunites with his family. Elsewhere on Earth, Ego approaches Quill as he mops up a Dairy Queen. This episode, man, this motherfucking episode, this just like broke open all the possibilities that you can do in a, in a, in a short story, multiversic story. It like... They they did things I had no idea that they would ever fucking do. They made Th- Thanos a good guy. They made Thanos a hero. I mean, oh my god. That was the oh my fucking god moment because I had I had no idea. No, it's just like Korath is just sitting there making jokes. How did you defeat Thanos? Which, by the way, hilarious. Oh my, like he's like the the comedic gold of this episode i've never seen him so happy it's so great to see him happy (laughs) who fucking knew that korath was a huge fucking fanboy at heart right like he was sipping on t'challa so hard i love it i love it i want to see that entire cast in a a full-length film i love that crew so hard I, I, i can't express it enough it was so fucking awesome but I, like that moment where just Thanos like pulls his arms around, you're just like, oh my god! And it actually is Brolin doing it, and it's it's fucking Thanos, it's hero Thanos, like gods, and everything is just like the the slight variation, you know, like in 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 the first what if, you know, it was a real slight variation, and history was very much well. This is the version where where Peggy is Captain America, but it's still we still win the war, we still do this slight variations, but. Overall, it's still history. I mean, uh, Steve became Iron Man, but that's that's it. It's still history plays out um, as we know it, at least as far as we could see. But in this, it was like everything is different. I mean, Nebula is still a real girl. You know, she has like a seven of nine thing going on, but that's about it. She really does have a seven of nine thing going on. That's exactly what it says in my notes. Like she is she is Jerry Ryan. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I was like, oh, they, they, that, she's a real girl, blonde hair and everything. Like, she's fucking Smurfette. <laughs> also, I noticed the flirtation between her and Cha Cha, and I, I'm here for it. I oh, want totally. <laughs> totally. 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 Uh, I mean, this, the Cha Cha name itself, I was just like, damn, girl. All right. That's, that's, that's adorable. That's kind of fucking hot. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I dig it. The only note, just to get out of the way, because it's just so unfortunate, because this, I would consider this a a, a 10, like 10 out of 10, but it's a 9.8, because those two points are, the point two points are like, they did not get um, Benicio Del Toro back 
and the collector just does not sound the same without Benicio del Toro behind it. That was Benicio del Toro. No, it wasn't. I swear to God, it was Benicio del Toro. No fucking I don't know, way. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, and he sounded like a weirdo, but like that's him. No fucking way. Like I, I assumed everybody else, like they sounded fine. They were great, but double check on that. Really? Yes. No. It is. It is Benicio del Toro. He sounds fucking nuts, but it is Benicio del Toro. The fuck? Did he? He like he didn't do the full voice. Did he change? Like I understand some of them changed their the way they did their voice. Like Nebula wasn't as angry. Thanos wasn't as angry. You know, everyone sounded majority like just a different way of doing their character, which I got and I understood and loved. But like Benicio del Toro's character just sounded completely different. Like vocally, he. T- I agree, but that was actually him. In fact, every character in this, with the exception of Drax, Corvus Glaive, and Peter Quill, are voiced by their original actors. And whoever did Drax did a great job. Like, Dr- like Drax, like I barely noticed it. He did do a really good job. They even they even got back Taserface and yeah. the girl that voices Karina. I know that and she did awesome. In fact, I am all about this version of Karina. The, the the original Guardians of the Galaxy Karina, I'm like, why would you waste all that? Like you you blew everything up and you did it in a spiteful rant, you blew your own self up. Mm, I get it, you know, down with tyranny and I will not be a slave anymore, but you you're just doing windows. Nobody cares. But in this one, like I got it and it was all about like freedom and anti-slavery and it, it to me, it, this this version of her just made way more sense, and I adored it. They even got Seth Green back. Yeah, which I thought I thought they weren't going to get him. Like I remember reading an article saying that that Seth Green wasn't available, and I remember making a comment to my friends, being like, "What the fuck is Seth Green doing right now that he can't do this?" But I guess they got him, so I was happy to hear that. So the only note I had was Benicio del Toro because it sounded so not like him. I didn't bother to check; it just sounded so off kilter that i didn't i i really thought that wasn't him no it was him weird he's really let his voice go yeah it's like he was in he was in three movies because dark world guardians and um and uh infinity war right and he sounded fine in all of those did he just phone it in to be fair i think most of them might have phoned it in (laughs) i don't want to hear that This, this episode was too good to hear that Oh no, this like I really enjoyed last week's episode, but this episode it, for me 10 out of 10, no notes, everything is working. It's it's so much more interesting because whereas the first episode was just kind of like one change that like just kind of like it echoed out a little bit into the story, but it was mostly the same story. This is like a whole new story. This is a this is really a whole new universe. This is like yeah. T'Challa being in space changes everything. He saved the fucking universe. Like he didn't just save the like the galaxy once. He like he saved the entire fucking universe probably multiple times. He fucking he fucking talked the mad Titan Thanos down into being a cool guy into like working things out with his dog. I'm trying to get them into counseling. Like oh my god, man. <laughs> everyone's just laughing about genocide like i want to be at that table i want to be at that table hanging out with them koreth referring to him as captain genocide and also like every time that star lord did something cool he's just like ah classic star lord classic star lord (laughs) so good 
Uh, I love it all. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny because like Korath in the actual movies is so one note and just dumb and like not dumb, but like he has like five lines and he's like, "Oh, I'm serious." Yes, very serious. For everything serious all the time. Like, "Oh, you're Star Lord. Who are you?" But here he was just like, "Oh, you're Star Lord. Come here. I want to give you a big hug." You know, it's so um, the the humor. He, I bet the actor just had such a good time. Like being able to open up his comedic talents because I was ball out laughing so often and the animation, like I'm I'm so tired of hearing some people say like, Oh, it just looks like storyboards or it's just simplistic animation. Like there's so much character and expressiveness happening in all these things. Like T'Challa is so cute. Like uh, Korath is, is freaking amazing to watch his expressions. Everything is amazing. Freaking Nebula is sexy as fuck. I mean, everything, it's a little quiet, but it's so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it all. I wonder how T'Challa got the title of star Lord. I don't know. I mean, like he is, he is, he's royalty of the stars, you know, I, and maybe they got to know that he was, he was royalty. He was brought up as a human Royal. Right. So, that got out and he's doing all these like amazing Robin Leach esque things. And uh, that's, I guess one thing led to another and suddenly he's star Lord, Lord of the stars. Whereas Peter Quill was just like, dude, I'm like star Lord. Cause it sounds cool. You know, legendary, legendary outlaw. You never heard of me guys. <laughs> I think, I think the one thing that this episode does is it shits on Peter Quill a little bit, a lot. Because it shows, like, T'Challa in all of his... Like, T'Challa is who Peter Quill wants to be in his head, you know? Oh, absolutely. And he's not at all, you know? No, instead he's, like, the night janitor at a Dairy Queen. Yeah, I know. And now the Earth... And see, I I was going to make a comment again. Like, obviously this timeline is better, you know? We have Thanos on the side of good. Majority of the universe is probably at, at peace with the Infinity Stones being used to, like, help people and not in like bad things but we have ego now going to earth to talk a very naive peter quill into joining him and so the galaxy may not survive <laughs> you know the much longer with a celestial god reawakening and eating everything up what is it with down on their luck mcu characters working at ice cream franchises <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think they just I think they just a picture. That's how normies handle life. I guess if you're a a loser from Iowa or if you're a convict, you know, just sling an ice cream is the best you got. Yeah. You either got Dairy Queen or Baskin Robbins. They always find out. They always find out. (laughs) Um, You said this universe might be better, but like what what the hell is with uh, all of Tavon's weapons? Like he's got Mjolnir. He's got. Uh, Captain America's shield. He's got fucking Korg's arm. Yep. So he killed Korg. He destroyed Asgard, I bet, because he killed Hela. Because she has the Necrosword. He killed Thor. He had to have killed our Cap or whoever was Cap in this timeline. You know? He he went around. He did his thing because he, he was able to get that powerful since Thanos wasn't unbalancing... The system, as I said, like there was a void. So yeah, this universe is deeply at peace, but there was a massive kingpin that took advantage of all of it and rained down hell in his own way. 
And I re- again, I would love to see that as the, the movie of all that. I'd love to see a whole movie with the Collector. And Benicio deserves it. I love the Collector character and think that but he's underused in the universe. Deserved his own, you know, just like Jeff Goldblum got his movie, you know? He got Ragnarok. I would love to see our own version of that, not just like as a side five five scene character throughout the entire franchise. Yeah, I think I think the reason why Benicio del Toro felt just comfortable just doing whatever for this is he's hardly developed in the actual movies, so he could just be weird and goofy in this universe. It's fine. Yeah, it's just maybe that's the thing. I don't think he was weird and goofy enough. Like the the dialogue was there, but the accent was missing. You know, like. He just didn't put the effort into the performance. And that that's my only note still is, is just that. I just felt like the collector wasn't sounding like the collector. Again, to the point where I still don't believe you that it's him. I mean, I'll probably, I could rewatch the beginning credits. I'm sure his name is there. And I just blinked and missed it. Because those credits go by real fucking fast. Like, oh my God. Like, it's like we're opening up the sequence in like five seconds. And they list 13 names on one on one card. And they flashes by before I can read anything. But yeah, they do. They do jet by kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that name, and I would have still not believed it if I saw it with my own eyes because it still doesn't sound like the collector, in my opinion. That being said, oh, Jesus, I my one of my favorite moments, oddly not at the Chala moment, was just is when Thanos turns around and says he's mad, and then it gets his ass started to get handed handed to him. Um, but then Nebula comes and saves her father, which is a lovely moment, bringing them together. There was still so much being done here, like to, in a half an hour. <laughs> it's just so fucking good. Yeah, like uh, that's the thing. Like we're getting a lot done in 30 minutes. But man, if these were like 15 minutes longer, though. I know, I know. Just I just spread it out. Because I even feel like uh, I would love more of him walking around with Howard the Duck, you know, before he got to the bar. Like there's just so many much room for expansion. He's pretty articulate for a duck. Yeah, extremely. I mean, he's Howard the fucking duck. I've been a fan of his since the fucking '80s, and Leah Thompson. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, um, hey man, it, with the multiverse, it's all canon. I know it's all canon now. That that's that that really happened. Did you catch uh, the name of Star Lord ship in this universe? Mandela. Very fucking cool. Very which cool. works on on so many beautiful levels. Obviously for the. For the South African government uh, politician, and we also have the uh, we also have the Mandela effect, which has to do with multiverse and society awareness. Yeah, it's a nice little uh, a, you know kind of a dual reference. Uh, I think I think when T'Challa would have been abducted, like Nelson Mandela is still probably in in jail as a political prisoner too. So I it, I very cool. Yeah, he was. As that would have been a huge inspiration to him at the time. I I guarantee it. That that, that was really fucking cool. If it was, if it was like, if he was more like Peter Quill, I bet it would have been called the Jackson. But nope, he went to an actual inspirational hero, not like the Milano or the Benatar. I mean, Alyssa Milano deserves to have ships named after her, but not in this universe. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, but uh, there was a there was that shot with all those ships in there, with all like the uh, with all the um, but you had the you had the Milano in there or the Benatar, depending on which version you you you, you hold true to had uh the ship from a whole bunch of ships from ragnarok several ships from ragnarok yeah so many ships from ragnarok the grand master's orgy ship was there it's my birthday it's my birthday 
<laughs> um, so T'Chaka sent out Wakandan spaceship to find him. What was with those mannequins? Do we think that the collector killed the Wakandans that were on that ship and like put put their clothes on mannequins? That, I, yeah, that's that's what I that's exactly what I thought, and it, it just was so hauntingly sad to me that the Dora Milaje was probably like killed by by the collector, so he could take the ship. And that's why I didn't know anything about T'Challa, is because they they were dead already. Like they they were probably not going to give him any information. And he was just like, all right, I'm going to set it up like a museum. And that's just where they were sitting. That uh, that T'Chaka like hologram message, though, hit me hit me in the heart because it felt like it was a little bit speaking towards Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And that's that's it. I mean, like posthumously, this episode has so much more weight and so much more like uh, just it, it hits you differently. You know, it's a beautiful episode. If this is the end, I'm pretty sure he's coming back for a couple more episodes. Um throughout the season but this is like his big standalone and it's a beautiful focus and because we lost him it just makes it ever more tragic and beautiful that it's the kind of person that he seemed to be the way he just treated people the way he was yeah it's just it's a lovely tribute i mean yeah just the whole episode is a tribute to him i think and i think it works beautifully so it's it's a shame that we lost him because i would i this it shows how far this character could have gone, and at least we have this. And it was delightful. It was delightful. It is really too bad, though. I mean, for so many reasons that Chadwick passed away. But I guess I, I had seen an interview with Kevin Feige, and I guess like Chadwick really liked this version of T'Challa and wanted to bring some of this T'Challa's energy into Black Panther 2. And that was like a conversation they had with Ryan Coogler. And then, you know, it's it's that's... That's kind of something that's really sad to think about. Is just like, what if, you know? Yeah, what if? I mean, I mean like he, the Chala, the way they presented to Chala here is he was a born leader, an inspiration of peace, cooperation. An explorer. Definitely an explorer. Um, and at the end of Black Panther, they were starting to set a little bit of that up. You got a little bit of a taste of it, like him walking out into the world and saying, like, here we are and we're here to help. And we want everyone like he was. That's what he was doing throughout the entire universe was what he did at the end of Black Panther was try to connect people. You know, like, what did he actually do to 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 get Thanos to back the fuck down? Like, how did that conversation happen? You know, was it just an argument? Was it a was it a proof of concept that he showed like, no, we could do it this way. Did he save Titan? You know, like, what did he do to help Thanos change his mind? And it's just maybe all he did was just stand up and show him that if you work together, you can get more done just the same way as like you can, if we work with all these spoils, think of what we can do with these treasures. You know, I think they talked about in the episode, he changed Yondu. He changed Taserface to be a nice guy. You know, I mean, come on. Thanos gardens now. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, he was a gardener in infinity war and uh Endgame as well. <laughs> But with less genocide. Yes, with less genocide. Way less genocide. Even though there's still merits to his plan. It's very efficient. <laughs> I really like the fucking Ocean's Eleven aesthetic of the plan. Yeah, it was a great heist episode. It was an amazing like heist ocean style thing. A caper. When they were explaining the plan, there was a little bit of that um, Luis Ant-Man kind of music cue. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Oh, it's a triple cross. Classic Star-Lord. 
the other thing you mentioned with the, with the music, the music in this was so beautiful. The mixture of the Guardians of the Galaxy theme with the Black Panther theme, like holy those little drums. Shit. I can't wait to get the score to this for that, like, or hopefully a little bit of an extended version of like the Guardians and Black Panther mix, because together they just sounded so cool. The the sacred timeline version of Star Lord is so disappointing. Sorry, Peter Quill. Sorry, man, but we're we're all T'Challa Star Lord fans now. <laughs> the remix is so much better. Mm-hmm. I I wonder going to Dragon Con if uh, how many like people are working really hard on their like. Uh, you know, uh, T'Challa Star Lord outfits right now. Oh, I feel like people have been working on those outfits for a while since we started seeing it in like promo art. But yeah, you're probably right. We're about to see a bunch of T'Challa Star Lord cosplay. Yeah, I'm gonna go hunt them down when I find them. It was kind of nice seeing the Black Order again. Like we didn't get that much of them, but you know, we got a little bit of Squidward and the crew. <laughs> Squidward. <laughs> god ma is such an ass he got so happy when tavalin was like dissect him and give me the spare parts and he's just like his face lit up like a little schoolboy. like god damn it ma you're just such a he's just such an asshole well he got it again never works out for that guy no it doesn't work out for any of them they all got screwed over they and, and like blown up or shot out i mean they're they're very powerful but they got they're done they're they're done approximate midnight like she just she got yeeted <laughs> That is that is a yeet. And uh, tell me how awesome that beautiful art at the end of of the celestial skull being like a beautiful garden. Damn, I want that as a poster. Yeah, no, it it was I love the little like key arts that they do at the end of the episodes. Yeah, that was all, that art. I really can't wait for like a, a an art of book for this series. I really hope we get that. Um yeah, I I I really I'm trying to find any other notes or flaws it really wasn't anything i love the music love the the vibe it's still that benicio del toro thing kind of like wrinkling my brain can we appreciate that at the end of the episode thanos is casually telling okoye his plan and like flirting with her and like hanging out with cosmo the fucking astro dog yeah my god (laughs) getting licked by him an embarrassing nebula in like a dad kind of a way like in Wakanda. Like it's just so awesome that we get that. He made it to Wakanda in this universe and he and no one had to die. And he he made it to Wakanda for dinner. You know? <laughs> um it's so beautiful. It's great. I guess the the only other and this goes back to what I was saying about like doing it this way kind of shits on Peter Quill. It it also like all the emotions that we had for the Yandu Peter Quill bond. It's it's Yandu also bonded very heavily, obviously, with T'Challa to the point of changing the way he does his entire existence. T'Challa changed all the Ravagers, you know, and that's what they're doing. You know, they 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 are heroes, and they all have better dental now. Yeah, extremely. They made a couple of jokes about that throughout. Yeah, I guess it it says a lot about T'Challa that he completely changed this group of people and and basically everyone he met in outer space. And that I love the line at the end. It's like no matter where you go, you will belong there. You know, and I I love that line coming from coming from Rooker at Yandu. It just was so so poignant and so inspiring. And I think it shows T'Challa's potential. Like everywhere he went, he changed the way people thought in a beautiful, positive way. And he he made everyone realize there's other ways than anger, than violence, than oppression. There's ways to do things to improve everything. And everyone could be happy and chill. It's a good message for us all. Yeah, it really is. And he looked cool and suave doing it. And humble as fuck. Like, listen, and I just, I'm not comfortable with the name either. (laughs) 
God. He's just sparring with Korat. I can't get that whole sequence out of my head. Like, are you sure? Do I have to lose? You want me to lose the gun? Like, I can do it. No, no, it's fine. Oh, but I can lose it. It's, oh, oh you're so nice. <laughs> and he, like, goes back for him. He's like, oh, I've hired worse. He's a prince among men. A star prince. He is a star prince. The only other thing I've got is watch your watch. No interference yet, but he was skulking around a little bit more in this one. He, I saw two shots with him. I don't know if that was the third, but I noticed two. Was there one in, in the Peggy Carter episode? Was he skulking in the background in, in that one as well during the actual story? I feel like there was at least one shot, but I'd have to check. This one had at least two or three, though. Three? Okay, I definitely noticed two um, in the actual story. I don't count like when we see him during like the credit sequences um, as any. I just like where he's like just in the background. I'm not even going to say subtle, but just there watching like watchers do. I think it's a little bit easier to hide him when you have like space as a backdrop, you know? Yeah. No interference. Not yet. He's a watching. I, I do change my opinion, though, um, that I, I, I believe he is um, going to interfere by the end of the season. I, I, I agree with you. I think we are going to get some major interference across the multiverse because I think I'm beginning to see what they're doing here. Yeah, pull them all together. Yep. It's a multiverse Avengers. We've seen that shot. I think he's going to get the best heroes of all of them together for something. Something's going on. (sighs) This week is going to go by really fucking slow. I think I've watched it like five times. I, 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 how much I love and feel for this series just makes me giddy. Like a, like a, like a a schoolboy waiting for his Saturday morning cartoons. Except it's like a early Wednesday morning cartoon. Early Wednesday, really early Wednesday. I I cannot express the joy I feel watching this series. And I know I say that like it's I can't keep comparing them because it's really hard. As it's like, oh, my favorite was Loki or my favorite was WandaVision. It's like they're all very different shows. This one just hits differently because it, it really plays with the fanboy conversation in us all. We've all sat around the table and had the geekiest, nerdiest conversations that start with what if. I mean, I know I know you and I personally have for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, we definitely have. And I think this show is like, okay, we're going to give you that conversation. But what if it comes with a budget and all the actors who played these roles are part of it? And it's all right there. Take my fucking money, Disney. Please. Like, I, I will give you, like, start a Kickstarter. I will give you more money to make these longer episodes. Are there extended cuts? I want outtakes, especially when it comes to Chadwick Boseman. Like, I want, I, I, I want all of it. I want every single moment out of, out of this episode to be immortalized and, and expanded upon. It's just, it's so good. I love what they're doing. I, I can't wait to see what they do next. What's the next episode? Do we know? Oh, uh, your final thoughts first before we continue on. Uh, no notes. Keep, keep fucking keep it up, Disney. This is really good. I think, I mean, this is early, obviously, and we still don't know what several of the premises are, but I think this might end up being one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Um, as far as next week is concerned, I think next week is the Fury's Big Week episode. Oh, when he runs around um, dealing with uh, Hulk and Thor and Iron Man. Yes, except I think in the episode we're going to be watching, Iron Man dies, and it's like a murder mystery. Oh, really? That's what I had heard, so... Uh, 
spoilers maybe okay yeah because i haven't seen any promo for for this i I'm, I'm zero i'm in the complete dark about it so i have no idea what that is i just know that an earth-based story is incoming with iron man and thor and all that stuff so but okay so that's that and maybe someone kills iron man cool all right so make sure to like subscribe and please tell your friends you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.